Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Good. And we're also joined by Leo, the podcast pup today. We are. And he is wagging his tail because he knows we're talking about him. And I was just telling Megan today we were on a walk with Leo. And I told her I am kind of shocked and and a little... um amazed at how easily our family acclimated to having a dog Mm. like we're just you know walking him and you know we clean up after him and he's just part of the family he's just part of the family and but i lived with pets when i lived at home like when i was um like a preteen, there was a dog in the house, but it wasn't my dog. I, you know, I have no memories of sitting on the couch and snuggling with that dog. It, it, hmm. it was just, I think it was my sister's dog, but I don't know. And, um, and this dog, th- this pup lives on my lap. I'm like, yes. if I sit, he's on me. It, um, it's funny because if I am out of the house and doing things or even if I'm just really busy and he doesn't spend a lot of time with me on a particular day, the next day he will literally sit on me <laughs> all day and he's like, she can't leave. She's, she's not going, she's not going anywhere. But, um, yeah. So the podcast pup is here and he looks rather bored. <laughs> well, he's just being a good boy. He's he just is. resting. I think, I think it'll be, he's like, yep, it's nap time. So, um, Yes, he's here. I have spent the last few days binge watching a reality show. Really? Yeah. Now this is shocking to me. I know, me too. But McKenna watched this show, huh. and um, I was intrigued by the whole idea of it. Okay. Understanding it's reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> right which let's face it reality tv is really not reality is really not reality correct yeah and while it not might not be scripted with dialogue the way that you know a drama or a sitcom can be it's definitely scripted by prompts oh sure you know? and manipulated and, yes oh, and manipulated yeah. by producers and like i totally edited you know sure i i understand that so when i say reality tv that's what that's what they call it that's what i call it right (laughs) um so there's a netflix original called love is blind i watched that because my daughter told me about it okay so good you know so i do i binge watched i watched it in like two and a half days or something Uh like this and that's so funny i I was gonna say i was actually gonna say i haven't watched reality tv in a long time and then you say that i totally forgot that i watched that because lydia was so in love with it all right yeah so okay you know it's kind of like there were there were there was one couple that i absolutely loved Mm -hmm. and um one couple that were fun to watch but the rest of it is like you know the saying like you can't look away from a train wreck yes yes like that's what i felt like watching this show right so the premise is that they have this obviously this group of men and this group of women and they're quarantined they really are (laughs) from each other but then they can go into these rooms um and they have this like glass block where you can't see who's on the other side of the wall and so you 
you get to know a person, um, not based on just their their just, personality yeah. and who they are. You don't you don't know what they look like. You, I mean, obviously, you know what they sound like, but you know nothing else besides you know the what you spend. Yes. In this, in these two in, rooms, in these, in these pods, yeah, pods. As, that's as, right, as they're called, and and so it's very, it's a very short experiment. I think, I think from from meeting to married, it's like thirty eight days or something well, like that. From meeting to so, when they have to make a decision about if they're going to ask somebody to marry them, two weeks. Was it, yeah, it was less. Than, yeah, it was about two weeks, and and they they proposed to them before they. S- See before first, you see them before you see them yeah so is and then and then so the rest of it is then them trying um seeing with um and then, their relationship will last because then they go away for a while they go on and, vacation and then they go to the real world which i'm using quotes for because, right because it's like this apartment complex where they're all together which yeah is they're not still really, quarantined you know, from the world so. right so it's not that um but yeah it's a it's a fascinating premise is you know can you fall in love with a person Sight unseen. yeah Without without having a knowing what they look, yeah. I mean, look, looking like is is it all just based on looks, or can you really fall in love with someone's personality and their their heart and their spirit? And yeah, so it it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely fascinating, and there. I've read articles now after. Okay, okay. Um, with again, I'm going to use air quotes. Insider information, <laughs> which basically means somebody wanted to be paid, and it, it was so. So I've read articles, and and I know go. I knew going in, it's going to be edited for the way that the producers want the show to be seen, right? Um, but there, there was this, there was this one couple, and this guy was like. I was in love with her from the moment she said hello. And I'm like, seriously, dude, because her voice grates on my nerves real bad. <laughs> and I don't like my own voice. And I know that my voice grates on some, like, we hear things at different, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he fell in love with her voice from the moment she said hello. And I'm like, ooh, seriously, dude, because I have a hard time listening. Train wreck. Yes. I know exactly when you said train wreck, I know exactly who you're talking about. Train wreck. Uh-huh. And so anyway, it was a fascinating concept. Experiment. And and this experiment. And two of the couples got married and have stayed married. And so I mean it's been more than a year and a half now. And they're still married. And one couple, they did not get married, but after they reconciled and, and they're together now. So out of five couples, three of them are together. Mm-hmm. That's not bad odds. No, it's really not. It's really not. Also, they're all very beautiful people. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it helps. It helps. But um, as I'm watching it, and the girls were in and out. McKenna had already seen it in full, and Megan only saw what she watched with me. But um, as they're in and out, so we're talking about the parts that we think are scripted by a prompt and the parts that seem like, you know, mm-hmm. more natural. And it's a, it, it was fun and it was a good way to, to connect with my daughters. But there's a reason I don't watch a lot of reality TV. Correct. You know, we were, um, the new bachelor will be coming out soon. Okay. Okay. And 
He's a very handsome black man. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, so they're, like, they already I'll have, have they already have it, The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I thought they were not the, again. I don't watch this. I used to when I was. We used to, yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. Used to. You and I used to all the time, but Hold it's on. been a long time. Do you know season one of of The Bachelor oh, yeah. aired when I lived in the A frame? Are you serious? Yes. It's been that long. It's been that long. Wow. So I mean, it's been seasons since yes. I've watched it, but I did read on because I love to read people dot com. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny on my safari. So I'll open it up and, you know, you, they pull up your most, you yeah. know, I have christianpost.com and people.com. It's kind of this, <laughs> but you know, um, on people, I thought that there was the woman, like she was an old bachelorette. And so that's what I thought they were doing. I didn't know that they had already picked out a bachelor. Yeah. They're the next bachelor has been oh, chosen. Cool. I don't know when it will air, Cool, but yes. And then the, the bachelorette is she's in her, 40s 40s yeah she's like, a, yeah she yeah. was uh, was she the one that was with juan pablo i have no idea i, think not. I have no idea <laughs> talk about a train but, wreck <laughs> oh so many of them like oh there are only like four successful bachelor bachelorette uh, um and no, i don't know i don't those know aren't good those, are, those are bad odds <laughs> Let me just, i don't know what the number is i, I could okay. be, but um in my head i only know of like two that got married and I'm sure it's more than that, but yeah, it is. But, um, talk about a headache. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So the girls are talking about, you know, watching the new bachelor. Okay. Just because he's a very attractive black man. And, um, and, but Megan and I were talking about their, their odds. Like, she's like, I don't know why I invest so much time because they're not going to stay, you know, it's, why do you invest so much time? Because it's a great escape from from reality. from reality. From yeah. reality? That's exactly yeah. what it is. When With they call it reality TV, yeah. it's an escape from yes. our reality into, yes. into train wreck. And your life doesn't feel so bad when you watch that stuff. Yeah. Doesn't so anyway, so yeah. it, it, it was fun. That's it, cool. It was fun. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're going to take some more questions. Yeah. That was that enjoyable. Was, it was really fun it really was and right now um i work i mean i i, I work full time and i come here after i work all day my brain sometimes yeah. it just is so tired yeah it's <laughs> so and my time with you is so enjoyable but i am just no i get it i get i you know i'm just tired so doing these questions is a is no a brainer no brainer haha ha, yes so good <laughs> but there it comes i mean i Okay, I still want to do my own podcast. Uh-huh. Still, I've been thinking more and more about that. And I still, you know, I want to come here with, with things that I want to talk about. But I just, I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired. Yeah. Here's the thing. My, I've had a headache for over a week now. My brain hurts. So the less I have to use it, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why it's been a day and a half. That's Two fun. and a half days watching reality TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to be. Do you need the light on? Yeah. I'm, I'm old. That's the other thing. I too. know. I'll read them. I can get my readers. Perfect. Why don't you read them today? You pick them and because my okay. brain's not even working there today. Right. So the lady, I had to go to Costco today oh, and um, I got, um, I got bacon <laughs> because my husband and I, well, I have become a bacon snob. Like there is. The Kirkland bacon is just far superior okay. to, to anything else. And 
we go through quite a bit of bacon. So I picked up two packages. Uh-huh. Well, there's a limit of one, but it's not marked anywhere that I saw that it's a limit of one. So um, I've kind of, I've I've kind of been operating under the fact that anyone who's speaking, any cashier who's th- speaking through a mask has an attitude, and that's not true. But this lady did have an attitude <laughs> when she told me that there was only one, so I got an attitude back, <laughs> and it's all muffled through a mask. And nobody can. <laughs> we're all mumbling at each other, and yeah, oh, that was funny. fun. But I but I told her uh, I don't have my readers with me. I can't because she's like it's on the sign. It's very small. Like. Well, I didn't have my reader, so I couldn't see it. Make it really big. <laughs> did you have to give back the, the package? I did. <laughs> oh, that stinks. Okay. I did. So uh, next week, I'll buy one, and I'll send my husband behind me, and he can buy another one. There you go. All right. Uh, none. So what would you do if you were invisible for a day? <laughs> hmm. All right, the only thing I got is lay on the porch naked, but I really wouldn't do that. I'd get sunburned and it would. <laughs> That's funny. What would I do if I were invisible for a day? I know what I would do if I was invisible for a day. Okay, what? I would cause some serious mischief to some people in my life. That's funny. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm actually, I would actually, because um, I'm invisible, nobody would know that I got on a plane. Okay. So I'd get on a plane, and I'd go to D.C., and I'd walk right into the White House, <laughs> into the Pentagon. Take charge. And the CIA, and just, like, see all these different things that, like, getting getting all these different um, experiences. You want to be in the room where it happened. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, because I could walk into Fort Knox. I could, which is not in D.C., I understand, yeah. but but... Like all of these cool things that I would never have the opportunity to see or to experience because I'm not going to be. you have, yeah. Yeah, that. So that's what I would do. That's good. I love Sarah's going to be all big important. She's going to go see things that she could never see. Otherwise, I'm going to go cause mischief. <laughs> this is the difference between us. <laughs> good point. I like your answer too. <laughs> um, which, which, here, here we that leads us to how would you describe me to your friends? <laughs> <laughs> Troublemaker. No. Um, strong, assertive, full of character, witty, hilarious, fun to be around, um, kind, loving, a great mom, a wonderful mom, a great wife, um, and a great mom to Leo. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, I bought a shirt that says um, "Dog Mom." You did. Are you being serious? You I'm actually... being serious. It says "Dog Mom." Oh, and it's my. got a little paw on it, and when I'm in the mirror, I'm a mom god. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thought you'd like that one. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, loving, caring, um, brave, stronger than she knows. I'm getting to know. That. You are, you are, but you've always been strong. Um, an excellent mom. Thank you. I want to say you were a great wife. Thank you. And you are going to be 
a phenomenal wife when you're in an equal partnership. I agree. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, to have this equality, to to be loved and cherished, to be honored, to be respected. Um, it's one of the things I love about your and Cliff's relationship, um, that you both have this mutual respect for one another and, and encouragement. You you cheer one another on. You're for one another. Um, I've n- I didn't get to experience that, but I do experience it now, and it's it's amazing coming out of a situation that I never ever understood. It was a really cool. God did really give me a cool insight. I do want to share it because you brought that up. Um, I. I don't want to talk bad about my ex, but it's also the reality that um, some of the things that go on in my life that I um, that I have that I want to talk about this because um, I held on and I fought for my marriage and I wanted that to work so much, but I didn't realize how unhealthy it was and toxic my marriage was. And um, on Friday, I had to interact with him about something with a situation, and every single time that I have to deal with him. Or, and it is every single time I have to deal with him, I start to get anxious and I get just this overwhelmingly, just, just heavy, heavy feeling. And as I was um, at work and I was having to deal with him, um, God was like, Sarah, it's exciting that you're feeling anxiety Mm -hmm. because you know why? Because that's all you knew before. And you weren't aware of it. But now you know what freedom is like. Right. Now you know what it means to be strong and healthy and to not have to deal with that all the time so that you're actually aware of what anxiety feels like and you're actually aware that um, you can call out that feeling and you can do something with it is a very, very great place to be and a powerful place to be. So, So sometimes I feel like, so he helped, you know, change my mind and, and bring something good out of feeling anxiety because when I can recognize it before I wasn't able to recognize it. And, um, because I didn't know what freedom was, but now that I know what it is now I can actually change, um, the things that I speak or allow speak into me because there's nothing wrong. I mean, we all have feelings, but what we do with those feelings and how we allow them to, um, control us or we can, or we can have self-control over those feelings, um, is a huge, is a huge victory. So we have to be aware of them and then, then we can speak truth and then we can allow God to do something incredible in us once we recognize what that feeling was. But I didn't know what it was and now, and now I do. Now you do. Yeah. I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that. So I would finish out with caring. Did I say kind already? I I don't know. know. But um, kind and godly. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I should have written them down because I lost track of where I was. Yeah, but I well, it's because I. But I, you prompted that prompted something in me with just. No, that's good. I love that. Mm -hmm. I do. I I really. um, When you're able to recognize what you're feeling, you can change how you react in it. Yeah, you don't have to be reactive to those. They don't. That's what, one of the things I love about the fruit of the spirit is, you know, one of its self-control. That's one of the fruit of the spirit. And self-control is you can have feeling, you can have any of these kinds of feelings. I mean, you were supposed to, they're God given. I mean, feelings are there for a reason. They're sometimes there to warn us or to, um, 
have us go a different direction or whatever, but how, how we react to it, what we do with those feelings, um, the reactivity in it is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, um, I'm laughing because a fruit of the spirit is self-control. My brother-in-law posted a meme on Facebook in the last two days and it said, um, it said, I stopped a murder today. Really? How? I had self-control. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, same, like, I get that, you know, it's control yourself. Anyway, all right, I'm gonna um, try a different page. (laughs) I love how you you start laughing. (laughs) Ooh, um, what's a body part that you wouldn't mind losing? Right now, this pimple that's growing up on my lip. Like, how am I 43 years old? And I just felt it. I'm like, what in the heck? I had the (laughs) worst acne like a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yes. I had this one spot on my cheek where it was like I had one huge pimple, but it was actually like two, (laughs) like in pores very adjacent to each other. And, um, And one of them came to a head like three times i'm like how deep does that go <laughs> i don't know i didn't get it anyway but i ask myself the same questions how am i 42 years old and like i look worse than a 13 year old boy like what is wrong <laughs> i will tell you what clear still is incredible stuff it just is okay right? okay. okay so well golly so that's a really very difficult question to answer because we have all of our body parts for a reason and a purpose. Right. So. I'm going to go with my pinky toe. You know you have to have that for balance? Yes, I know. But I already have bad balance. So at least then I'd have You're something to blame that. it on. <laughs> You're not- I know. I know. Yeah. That's a whole nother, that's yeah, a whole okay. nother podcast that I'll do. So what would I mind not mind losing? Um, my gallbladder. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one because you don't need it. You don't need it. <laughs> Am I, I'm sure you know this. Um. I think it was in 2009 Cliff had to have his gallbladder removed and there, I mean, he was in the hospital for a week. It was all this back and forth, you know, we need to take your gallbladder gallbladder out, but we need to check this first and like all of this stuff. So he had to have a procedure before the surgery that actually removed his gallbladder. And um, so he was under a light anesthesia for that first procedure. And while he's under anesthesia, um, they're like, all right, we're going to, you know, he's like in that really nice twilight place yeah. where he's there, but not quite. Um, and he's like, all right, they're, you know, that was good. We're, we're, you know, that is done. We did what we needed to do. We're going to go take your gallbladder out now. And he says, he goes, while you're in there, will you take out my appendix too? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing they can't do that? They did. They did? I signed a waiver because he was under... Yeah, and they did. Amazing. I would but yeah, that. I mean, they're really not. Yeah, yeah he's like, I ain't coming back and doing this. Just take it out while you're in there. Well, my, I was just thinking about if I had my gallbladder taken out, I mean, I would get some really nice, relaxing th- things, and I would mm-hmm. actually be able to rest 
It's sad when you have when I think about have wanting to have a surgery so that I can rest. <laughs> and I I change mine because now I I no longer have a uterus, so I could do without my ovaries. Mm-hmm. I understand that I would have to like medicate to mm-hmm. make up the hormones, but um, they're just kind of hanging out in there now. Yeah, like they're not really needed yeah, anymore. I, yeah. So I think the other only other thing that I could possibly say that I don't need that I could do it was is my tonsils. Because yeah. I have my appendix out, I have my uterus out, I have my ovaries out, I have, uh, but I have my gallbladder and I, I have, have my tonsils. I have my gallbladder, appendix, and tonsils. So yeah, any of those three. Yeah, but I for some reason I think gallbladder sounds more enjoyable than the tonsils. I don't yeah. want somebody. Mm-mm. I don't know. Mm-mm. So, um, while we're talking about surgery and body parts, McKenna has um, very crooked teeth and overlaps and stuff like this. So we were exploring getting braces. We go to the orthodontist and they're like, we actually can't put braces on her because she has such a severe um, overbite. Mm. And I had to bite down because I have it as well. So I had to bite down to room. Um, she has such a severe overbite that we would want to um, explore moving her jaw forward first. Wow. So at the time she was like 11 and we're like, uh, no, no, not going that route now she's 15 she has a lot of jaw pain and her jaw locks quite often and um she says should we look into should we look into breaking my jaw and 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 moving it forward which is what which is what they would do they would break her jaw and move it forward and she would look like a completely different person Mm -hmm. um because they showed us pictures when we first talked about it of what it could look like when wow. they when they pull her her jaw forward. Um, the last few months, probably the last year, um, I have the same overbite that she does, and I've always had issues with my jaw. So over the last year, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like if they pulled my jaw forward. Like, would that take some of this stress off that I feel and some of this pain that I'm always in? And um, anyway, while we're talking about surgery, I wonder what I'd look like if I... Hmm pulled my jaw forward that's crazy i probably won't i'm 42 i mean something's yeah. just some things you gotta ask yourself you're like i'm kind of too old to do that right anyway i guess it depends on how much pain you're in yes it would that's a good one but i can't think of an answer so we'll have to <laughs> wait until we have to wait until you steph, read that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> steph kind of goes through these but i just i look down and i she randomly does. ask them okay. um all right, I can't read that. Hold on. Can you think of times? Can you think of times where you have felt completely sure of something, but someone tells you otherwise? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't. I I, 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 I raise teenagers. That happens every day. <laughs> that's a good answer right there. But yeah, yes, and I think that that's where being courageous mm-hmm. and being strong, and even here being willing to fail. Because I think so many times we let we let what other people think dictate, Absolutely. you know, what we know we're supposed to be doing, or um, letting or giving us even more fear to step out to to follow the calling on our life. And I, I struggle with pe- pe- I've I have struggled with people pleasing so much. I'm getting I'm, God's breaking that in me, and it's been an incredible experience. Um, and so I love what I um, I think it's in Galatians where Paul says, "Would I rather be uh, um, 
would I rather be a servant of man or would I rather be a servant of God? And I think there comes a point in your your life where you have to be like, well, you ha- I mean, we have to make those choices and sometimes they're bigger decisions and not, but I'm learning mm-hmm. that the validation and approval of man is, is so... It's temporary. You it might, it, you know, one day you might do exactly what that one person wants you to say, and then the it'd, be, be, it'd be something completely different with, that they want the next day. Right. Because, um, and I have to check this in myself. Am I, when I'm giving advice or wisdom and I'm using quotes about wisdom, when I'm doing that, is it because I really think it's what's best for them? Or is it because it it affects me in a certain way or it makes me feel about something in a certain way? And so... I think so many times when we go to other people and try to get, we do need other people and we yes. do need other people to yes. speak into us. But if we let that be the end all be all and we don't step out courageously and do something, um, that same advice or that wisdom that they give you could change the next week based on something that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, I just, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I 100% agree. Is free will real or just an illusion? I say it's real. I think it's real. And and I'm gonna... I I have the choice to make decisions, to make choices, to make, you know. That that is to me that is my free will. Mm-hmm. That that is I don't have anyone Choosing things for me. No. No. Not an illusion. Not, no. And, be, and I have been, I've had consequences of people's free will and I'm bearing those consequences. Me too. Um, <laughs> I do the same thing, you know, where I, I've made choices that affect so, many, so other many other people. people. My free will, although hopefully I'm, using it for more and more good all the time and I'm becoming more wise and making better choices. Um, it <laughs> free will affects can it, my free will can affect so, so many, many other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's switch pages again. I don't know if I've been on this page. Oh, I thought that was. <laughs> Do you need to get it? Mm-mm. Okay. What's the most useless talent you have? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. My most useless talent? Yes. Rolling my tongue? I don't even. You can roll your tongue? Oh, I can't. You can't do that. No. Neither can my mom, and she's she's so jealous about no. that. But she can touch her tongue to her nose. Why would you want to? I don't know, <laughs> but she can. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. I, I would assume. I mean, that's pretty useless. It is useless. Is that a talent? Well, you can't do it. True. So yes, it is a talent okay. of mine. All right. What is um, yours? I have no idea. Do I have talent? I do have talents. Um, But are any of them useful? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, What do I have? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay. 
Yeah, I'll stick with rolling my tongue. I like absolutely that one. Doesn't know. I like them. What's your biggest screw up in the kitchen? I never wash the dishes. I I mean, anybody who's listened to any yeah. content from me in the last 15 years knows I despise doing the dishes. I love doing the dishes. It's relaxing to me, that hot water. And it feels like I've accomplished something once they're clean. I love that you feel that way. I I'm, absolutely love that you feel that way. But to me, it has always been such... An isolating event. Mm. Um, and when I was a preteen, it was a discipline used. And so for me, I'm not even going to call it a discipline. It was a punishment. Mm -hmm. And so for me, dishes have never stopped being a punishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you haven't been able to. It's I, almost like you're. I have tried many times mm -hmm. to break this mindset, and I keep, um, you know, Cliff and I. Well, Cliff did, but I was in and out. Um, Tony Robbins held his first um, virtual event over the weekend. It was unleashing the power within. I went to unleashing the power within in Dallas in 2016. It's an amazing event, um, and. And one thing that he talked about um, over the weekend is he said, what is your emotional home? Like what, what is your default setting? What are you feeling emotionally like a majority of the time? What is your home? Where do you go back to? And so no matter how many times I've tried and, um, and I know that there are other things that I could do to actually break through, but my, um, my emotional home towards dishes is punishment. Like I always go back there and, um, I always have gone back there mm. and sometimes I have to ask myself, do I really want to change my mindset around dishes? Like, is that something that I actually want to do mm. or do I just not really care? So you're in the really, you don't care. You I really think don't. sometimes I just really don't care. Yeah. It's, it's like, can, can I just hold on to this? I'm just not ready to let it go yet. That's fine. That's fair. What's what's the question again? What's your biggest screw up in the kitchen? Um, I'm not a very good baker. I bake brownies really well, but everything else, like I'm just really, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm fine at it. It's just nothing that I would. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I like it. I'll give you a brownie recipe. I'm. I'm I'm really great at I really am good at making them, but every like cakes and I don't know I'm getting better at it. But did I show you the cake I made for Megan's friends for Fourth um, of July? No. So Megan had friends over on um, the third. So, but I had been wanting to make this cake that I saw online. I, I wanted to make it last year, but last year I was eating keto, okay. and so I'm like, well, I'm not going to make a cake, and mm -hmm. you know. Um, so she was having people over and I was like, I will make it when she has people over because then it, you know, there are more people here to eat it. And they took all these huge slices of it home. Oh, anyway, nice. it was, the the cake is marbled. So once I made the, um, once I made the batter, then I divided it into three 
and one of them I put red food coloring in and one had blue food coloring in it. And so you marbled it. And so the cake comes out marbled. But then um, when you frost it, um, I took, so I frosted it and then I put a little bit of red and blue and kind of um, swirled it, swirled it um, around the sides. Mm-hmm. But if you melt Jolly Ranchers, so I melted red and um, cherry and blue raspberry Jolly Ranchers and put them on a wooden skewer. And so then it looks like fireworks were coming out of the cake. How cool. It was so fun. I had so much fun doing it. That's awesome. And um, and I loved having people here to eat. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So, I'll have to. I'll, I'd yeah. love to see that. I'll show you. Okay. Um, so that was a good one. I like that one. Um, ooh. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Yeah, I don't have an answer either. I think looking back, I would say the most courageous thing I have ever done um, was go to Colorado in 2012 because it's the first time I had flown anywhere by myself and it wasn't the intention of that trip. So it was a big deal for me to, to go do that. And... I was like walking through these huge airports by myself and like making sure I'm finding my right. Like I felt so, what was that? I mean, I was in my early Mm thirties, but I felt so lost. I really think that that's like, I, I just felt so lost wandering around this, um, these airports and being by myself and making sure I'm in the right place at the right time. And like that um, was such a big deal for like making that choice to go on that trip um, alone was a really big step of courage for me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so that's good. That's really good. And it was, and, and it, it was, was life changing. It too. was life changing. It was the reason that, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to say one of the things I have, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I don't know if it's, these are the most courageous but things I've ever done, but I find them that they are courageous. Um, I went to India on a mission trip, and I did not know a single soul that I went with, and um, and so did that, and that was a huge, huge turning point for me um, in growing. The other thing, um, I feel like I was courageous in encouraging my son to follow his dreams, and drove him 1,800 miles out to Arizona, mm-hmm. just the two of us, in his car, <laughs> and um, and dropping him off, and flying back by myself, knowing I was going home to an empty condo, and um, basically, after going through um, a divorce, and, and just everything, allowing my son to follow his dreams mm-hmm. and, 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 and excited about that and encouraging him to do that um, and letting go. I, for me, that was a courageous, absolutely it courageous is. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, who would you like to live like for a day? 
who would you like to live like for a day? I don't like that question. I like my life. I know. I, I mean, I, there's a lot of things that have been hard about it and difficult, but I love where it's got, where it's getting me. Yeah. And, um, I don't want to be anybody else. I don't want to be anybody else. I, I, I don't want to be myself 10 years ago. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be anybody else because it doesn't matter. It it does not matter what it looks like from the outside. Correct. They got their own issues. That's exactly right. We can, that's, that's why social media is just an incredible way to make things look a certain way. And it's not, I think that that's one of the reasons that I don't, I don't use social media a lot. I don't. Because I, no, I air quotes stalk people. You know, I I scroll through my feed every now and again and I see what's going on in other people's lives, but I'm not posting myself a lot because um, I, I don't know. It just, a lot of it just feels, a lot of it feels unrealistic and unauthentic and scripted and yeah not um, reality not reality and <laughs> and i i know that you know i po- when i do post it's like um in a in a big event and i've often thought well can't that seem scripted you know when i write this you know i'm going to use i i like my air quotes so when i write this beautiful post because you know my kids graduated high school or, you know, my daughter turned, she's getting ready to turn 21. And, you know, I'm sure I will post about that. And, um, you know, if I'm only posting about, you know, the big, beautiful moments, it, could that be viewed as unauthentic? It could be. And, and I, so I, I've questioned that, but I have a serious issue with just laying around being like, Oh, I got such a bad headache today and you know, my kids are getting on my nerves and my dog's getting on my That might be real and authentic, but I don't want to look to bring anybody else down. Right. <laughs> like it's enough to just be awake in that moment. Yeah. I have a hard time because, because like of those big, beautiful moments that, you know, that that's what a lot of people do, which is understandable, which is cool. You know, it's a great way to, um, to have a memory mm-hmm. and to have that and to have that all down. But for me, especially when I was going through some very, very difficult times, it was really hard to not compare and to yes. not, and to not let bitterness or envy, you know, get yeah. in there. So I had to be really careful what, what I allowed myself to view. And then now when I post, it's something if I, I, I want it to be more encouraging. Right. Because I don't want people to think I have That's a perfect, what, yeah, right. I want to be encouraging. I don't right, want to be. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to say, you know, I'm laying on the bathroom floor crying, but I also don't want to like put something on the, there that makes it seem like I have it all together. I want it to be encouraging. I want it to be truthful. I want it to be authentic. So, so I don't have, so there's not a lot of times that I, I post just because I'm still trying to temper what that looks like. What that looks yeah. like. Right. No, I totally, I totally understand. And, um, and no, I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to keep that one. Where's the, where's, okay. Which fictional character would be the most boring to meet in real life? Which fictional character? Yes. That's what it says. Which huh. fictional, which fictional character would be the most boring to meet in real life? Well, I don't know. I don't know. 
That's not a good question. That's not. I agree. <laughs> We're skipping that one. Skip it. Um, there was one that I liked, but I don't, and it, I'm not reading these ahead of time, but I saw it and it was a, right. It was a short question. So well, <laughs> get the librarian look going on. Um, I think it was, um, who would play you in a movie of your, here it is. Um, who would play you in a movie of your life? Sometimes I really think my life has been based on a lifetime movie. I swear. <laughs> That's great. Um, so um, I'm sure that actually, I, um, yeah, I really do. There are times that I really think that. Um, I really, I, I'm gonna. I, I have an answer. You ready? I'm gonna go for you or for me. For me. Oh, okay. For me. Go ahead. Ready? Yeah. Scarlett Johansson, because that's the only way my husband would see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's funny. I, I I don't I don't know. Julia Roberts. Ooh, okay. I mean, not just be, just because I like her, but you both have big, beautiful smiles. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, that's Julia Roberts, just because I think she's. I just like I just enjoy her. What's your favorite holiday? Or Sandra Bullock. Ooh, I love her. My girls watched well, I think I told you this last week. My girls watched while you were sleeping um for the first time last weekend and it is on their to-do list to watch Hope Floats. Mm. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I might change it to Sandra Bullock. I really like her. I really like her. Yeah. She's yes. great. Okay, uh my favorite holiday is yes. Christmas. Duh. <laughs> I love Christmas. I love Christmas so much I decorate in November. Yeah. Early November. Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely Christmas. Definitely Christmas. I love the decorations. I love the smells. I traditions. Love the traditions. Yeah. I love um the sentiments. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. Christmas. Yep. It's a time full of hope. And I think, I mean, so many, you, you can feel that around. And mm-hmm. even if people don't believe in Jesus, there's just oh, this, yeah. this pervasive hope that comes yes. out, which I truly think shows um, just that Jesus, even if people don't necessarily think that way, for me, it just shows that, that this, this is another proof of, yes. of, of him and what he's doing because he brings hope. Because it's centered on him. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I'm so I'm listening to you, and I'm talking. You know, um, a lot of people would say, you know, um, too much emphasis is put on gifts and all this, and and that's you know for your your own free will to mm-hmm. decide. <laughs> um, but thinking about gifts, I was thinking about this one um, Christmas memory that I have. I was probably. Um. Hmm. She was probably four. She was probably four, which would make me 12. So my sister April um, was probably four. I was I was 12 and we're opening um, gifts at my mom's house for Christmas. And um, I lived with my dad at the time, but April lived with with our mom and we're opening gifts and she pulls one out from underneath the tree. She says, here, Steffi, open your jean skirt. Like, she- <laughs> Because she was a mom when they were up, she knew what everything was. And anyway, That's hilarious. It, it's That's it's sweet. really funny. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, didn't I ask that one? I don't know. We'll leave it for another time. Ooh, I don't want to ask that one. 
Yeah, I do. Will religion ever become obsolete? I'm not much into religion to begin with. I'm not either. I'm into Jesus. Yeah, a relationship with him. Um, I don't think religion, unfortunately, will become obsolete. I don't either. Because I think we're, we're, we, I think we are hardwired to seek something more than ourselves. There's that and also hardwired to, um, I don't know, but no, I don't believe that it will. Yeah, but no, again, but me, I'm not. About, but I'm not about religion. I'm about relationship with Jesus, and um, yeah. So. Does a person's name influence the person they become? Yes, absolutely. I yeah? believe that. Okay, I believe that names have power. Names do have power. Um, I don't believe it's true with everybody, but I do right. believe that that they do have power. Words have power. Yes, and um. I think that parents that can can be intentional about the names that they give there and speak that over them, I think that it can instill worth and value in a child. Yeah. For sure. It's fun. We um so my name is Stephanie Renee. And when I was about to bring my first child into the world, um, my husband and I had a very difficult time agreeing on a name. We went through we had chosen a biblical name that um, some people close to us choose to make fun of. And so we, um, not we, he nixed that because, you know, and, um, and then, you know, a blessing was that the kid came out looking nothing like, you know, what, anyway, um, we had it down to three names. Okay. For Megan. And I went to work one day and came home and Cliff says, I really want to name her Megan and this is how we're going to spell it. And we had already agreed to give her my middle name. So her name is Megan Renee. Um, <laughs> I have... What's the word? I, I have... Um, built into my daughter a hatred for her middle name because I hate my middle name. Oh gosh, Steph. <laughs> and um, so she had she had uh, spent some time with my dad over um, some time last week, and he called out for he, he, she said he called me Megan Renee like several times, and she's like, "That's fine. That that's my name." But then at one point he just called her Renee and she's like, don't call me that. That's not my name. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then they had this conversation. Why don't you like it? You know? And she says, well, I don't like it because all I knew was growing up was, you know, my mom doesn't like hers. And so I, you know, why would I? And so then we got really to talking and about, you know, she doesn't like it just because she learned that habit from me. So then I had to sit down and figure out why I didn't like it. Like, what was it about? What was it about it that, that caused me not to like it? Now I figured it out. I'm not going to share it here because it is disparaging to other people. But, um, but that was, that was like a real, you know, yeah, names have power. Uh, names have power, mm-hmm. and what we think about them has power. And you know, I I went through a very long time in my life where I didn't like Stephanie, 
because at school I was called step on me. Huh. And um, <laughs> one of the things you just used it in the beginning of this podcast, one of the words that people use to describe me very often is strong. And would you, would it be any wonder that I don't let people walk all over me? It's exactly right. You do not. And, um, and I, I think that those are connected. When I really sit down and think about um, the different feelings and that I've had about my life, or about my name throughout my life, um, it's connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so yes. That's good. Yeah. My name means princess. It does. I think mine means crowned. That's amazing too. That's yeah. so cool. And so for me, I, yeah, God is just place this sense of this kingdom mindedness in me and this um, desire to, um, well, well, I, I, let's just be honest to wear a pretty dress and to walk among creatures, right? Right. In the woods and to sing with them and they talk for sure. I, um, I, of course I'm talking about like Disney. We know (laughs) (laughs) you are absolutely, absolutely. Oh, what's her name? her name i can't think of her name um but the movie enchanted like amy adams amy adams you are absolutely amy adams character from enchanted (laughs) you know that right like okay yes okay that is you you i know you have this love for cinderella and i know but um that yeah, that's who it is. That's who you are. Um, so real quick, we can end on this, but because we're getting close yeah. to time. But um, what what did you have me read when I came in? Actually, I asked you about a book you're reading. Oh uh, yes, yeah. so um, that was another. That's where I was getting ready to go with that. Um, I I have started to like to be outside. I like to sit outside. Oh wow, that's, that's... when it's like like right now when it's really hot, mm-hmm. and I, I do like to sit outside, but I don't like to do outside activities. Mm-hmm. Um. But I have been reading um, Find Your Path by Carrie Underwood, and I really enjoy it. But one of, um, so she, at the end of the first chapter, she has this part about um, just move your body outside, go outside, breathe the fresh air, do the, and so I've been, when I walk Leo, I've been taking him a little farther than I normally would um, each time we're out. So I'm spending more time, more time outside, but um but in the thing, she's, you know, go outside, take a breath, roll around in the grass. I'm like, you will never catch me dead in the grass because <laughs> I do not like grass. I've never liked grass. It's not part of my story that I'm looking to change. Right. Got it. <laughs> um, I want to be cremated because I don't want to be buried under the grass. Like, it's just ew, <laughs> yuck grass. No. But um, as I'm reading it, um, she actually talks about her love of outside and her love of all creatures. And that when she is on her runs, that um, when she's running outside, she did it as a kid. She still does it as an adult. She saves the worms. <laughs> Carrie Underwood and I are and, kindred spirits for sure. Yes. And so yeah. there's only one other person that I know that saves worms. <laughs> and she's sitting across from me. Yeah, can't so, help it. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I, fun. I love that that connection and yeah yeah. So, so I was just thinking, just how we want to wrap this up, just um, knowing that you can choose to change your story. Yes, you can. You can choose to um, think about something totally brand new 
And and you can't have the courage to step into it. Yes. And think about what's the most courageous thing you've done and what's the most courageous thing you want to do. Because yeah. um, life truly is an adventure and there's no, there aren't any promises. There aren't anything, but um, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And um, I just, I just want to say that. I, I don't know who needs to hear that, but I feel like somebody needs to hear that today. And um, he's going to do great things in and through you. Just allow that to be part of your story and a step in courageousness um, in anticipation of a great adventure that he has for you. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you guys for letting us share our adventure with you. And um, until next time, we encourage you to live your life authentically.